Welcome again to the Business of Kush, the cannabis business podcast where your host Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA, and his guests talk about all the business side of the cannabis industry, including accounting, finance, investing, and news of the day. If you're a cannabis business owner, investor, or industry insider looking for the dopest tips to make more money, improve profits, and increase the value of your cannabis business, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Chip Schweiger. Hi there, folks, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business of Kush podcast. If you're a new listener, a hearty welcome to what we think is quickly becoming one of the best business podcast for cannabis entrepreneurs. And if you're a regular listener and subscriber, thanks for joining us again this week. Really happy that you're here. So I'm Chip Schweiger, the Greenleaf CPA and a 27-year veteran of public accounting and corporate finance, and also the founder and managing member of a CPA firm that helps marijuana, hemp, and CBD businesses stay on the right side of tax, accounting, and compliance rules so that you can focus on growth. And because we're a firm that solely caters to the complex compliance needs of the cannabis community, we certainly understand the unique challenges you're facing. So this week, let's talk about something, uh, actually some things that are very important if you want to run your cannabis business rather than having it run you. And that's what we call Key Performance Indicators, or KPIs. Baseball's leadoff batters measure their on-base percentage, the number of times that they get on base as a percentage of the number of times that they get a chance to try. Similarly, doctors in the developing world measure their progress in improving child mortality, not by the aggregate number of children who die in childbirth, but by the infant mortality rate, a ratio of the number of births to deaths. Investors and potential acquirers, if that's the direction that you may be headed in the future with your business, They also like tracking ratios, and the more ratios, or KPIs, you can provide, the more comfortable they'll get with the idea of being involved in your business. Better than a blunt measuring stick of an aggregate number, a ratio expresses the relationship between two values, which is really what gives KPIs their power. And that power, by the way, can be harnessed by you for your cannabis business, even if you want to run it forever. So here's a list of seven KPIs to start tracking in your cannabis business starting today. Okay, the first one is revenue per employee. And what this measures is net revenues divided by the number of full-time equivalent employees, or what we refer to as FTEs. The resulting ratio will be listed as a dollar value. And why this is so important is payroll is the number one expense of most every cannabis business which explains why maximizing your revenue per employee can quickly translate to the bottom line. So Business Insider estimated that Craigslist employs one of the highest revenue per employee ratios at $3.3 million per employee, followed by Google at about $1.2 million per bum in seat. Amazon was at what just over $1 million per employee, Facebook at $920,000, and eBay rounded out the top five at $530,000 per employee. Now, what these mainstream businesses have done to measure and increase their revenue per employee can provide the same value to you, the canopreneur. The second KPI that I think you should think about is employees per square foot. And this is a calculation of the number of square feet of office space you rent divided 
again, by the number of FTEs or the full-time equivalent employees. And this is super important because you can judge how efficiently you've designed your space, which is especially important for dispenser operations. In the commercial real estate market, agents use a general rule of 175 to 250 square feet of usable office space per employee. Obviously, that's going to be less in a dispensary operation. And post-pandemic, this ratio will likely become even more important. The third KPI that I think is important here is sales per square foot. And this really measures gross sales divided by the square footage of all of your operating locations. And it's so important because by measuring your annual sales per square foot, you get a real sense of how efficiently you're translating your real estate into sales. Now, most industry associations have benchmarks and with real estate usually ranking just behind payroll as a business as large as expense, the more sales you can generate per square foot of real estate, the more profitable you're going to be. The fourth one is gross margin per product. And what this really measures is the individual product gross margin, which is sales price of an individual product minus the cost of that individual product divided by the sales price. And it tells you what products are most profitable and what products have tight margins. And the adage of the 80-20 rule is super important here. And that says 80% of your sales come from 20% of your product line or services, regardless of the vertical that you operate in. Now, we recommend optimizing your offerings to the most profitable, and you can only do that if you know and track your gross margin by product. The number five KPI is customers per account manager. And what this one it talks about is how many customers do you ask each account manager to manage? It's important because finding a balance can be tricky, right? Some bankers, if you think about it, are forced to juggle more than 400 accounts and therefore don't really know each of their customers, whereas some high-end wealth managers may have as few as 50 clients that they have to stay in contact with. Now, it's hard to say what the right ratio is because it's so highly dependent on each industry. But in our industry, if you're a cannabis brand, for example, selling to dispensaries, slowly increase your ratio of customers per account manager until you see the first signs of deterioration, which could be slowing sales or it could be a drop in customer satisfaction. That's when you know you've probably pushed it just a little too far, but you also know that's the right ratio for your business. Now, the number six KPI is prospects per visitor. And this measures the proportion of your website's visitors who opt in by giving you permission to email them in the future. Now, we all know that you can't sell most cannabis products online, but your customers are checking out your website and you definitely want to develop a relationship with them. So Dr. Carl Blanks and Ben Jensen are the co-founders of Conversion Rate Experts, which advises companies like Google, Apple, and Sony how to convert more of their website traffic into customers. And Dr. Blanks and Mr. Jessen state that there is no such thing as a typical opt-in rate because so much depends on the source of traffic. So they recommend that rather than benchmarking yourself against a competitor, you benchmark yourself against yourself by carrying out tests to beat your site's current opt-in rate. And the easiest way of increasing opt-in rate is to reward visitors for submitting their email addresses by offering them a gift they'd find valuable. 
information products such as online white papers or ebooks or videos or calculators make ideal gifts because their cost per unit is almost zero. Discounted club member cards for dispensaries are also a great idea. The number seven KPI is EBITDA. And this is really the EBITDA that the uh, acronym stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And this is a mainstream financial concept, but it's also the financial concept for like the last 50 years. It's important because EBITDA, and in our industry, we call it adjusted EBITDA because it's adjusted for the effects of Internal Revenue Code Section 280E. Adjusted EBITDA helps every business owner understand how truly profitable and valuable their company is. And because EBITDA is a measure of past profitability, it's also an indication of future profitability. It's that tried and true asset test to determine what companies are worth, and it's increasingly being applied to cannabis businesses as well. And so the pro tip here is we talk a lot about having regular communications with investors. EBITDA is one of the best KPIs you can share with investors because it's so powerful to understand the business and it's so helpful for them to understand the value of their investment. Now, with so many KPIs, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by the amount of data that you can use to uncover information about your business's performance, and I get it. I think the trick here is really ensuring that you're collecting enough data to produce good KPIs. So if you haven't already, consider incorporating a robust point-of-sale system and a CRM system to communicate with your POS tool. Software and systems can help you maintain your books, think QuickBooks, but other more CANA-friendly systems like Xero, X-E-R-O, also include CRM modules. Using these in conjunction with spreadsheets to keep your books in order and make producing management reports easier. Now, while you might be tempted to look at certain points at time, a singular moment only really offers input into one data point. So to analyze the entire history of your business's financial performance, you got to connect the dots to form lines. And it's these lines that offer a more complete story of your business's financial health. You'll see where things are improving, you'll see where things are getting worse or remaining the same. And if you analyze that data once per month during your first year in operation, you really be in a good position. Then it's best to perform those analyses quarterly to gain the most insight possible. Now, while it's essential to understand your metrics, it's even more crucial to use the insight you gain as you track your KPIs. And this is where you'll develop your action plan. For instance, if your average spend decreases, consider what could be causing this metric to drop. I mean, look into metrics and analyze your demographics and maybe look at the competitive environment around you. By delving into these key audience insights, you could uncover the root of the problem. Check out how demographics impact audience spending habits, then have a plan of a course of action to push your average spend back to where it was. Now, this could be as simple as adjusting where you're targeting on social media platforms to reach the group responsible for driving down your average spend. And you know what? Let's do this. Before we go this week, How about we break down for you some specific KPIs depending on your operations vertical? I think this could be pretty helpful. So for cannabis dispensaries, I think the important KPIs are average spend per transaction, uh, sales per square foot that we talked about, and revenue per employee. 
You also might look at customer frequency. Remember those club member cards that we talked about before? Those could be important here. And definitely EBITDA and gross margin per product. For cannabis cultivators, I think waste management costs are important as well as your growth cycle time and yield. So I track those. Also gross margin and again, by product. But you know, for a, for a cultivator, it's really by strain. I mean, we all have our personal favorite strains, but you want to sell more of the ones that are also profitable. And popularity and profitability are not always the same. And then I'd also look at product turns. For cannabis manufacturers, I think it's really EBITDA again, gross margin by product, but also manufacturing cycle times. I mean, how long does it take you from start to finish? And what are your WIP inventory and your inventory turns? And then again, probably yield. And let's say you have a cannabis delivery service. I track distance per delivery. I track fulfillment turnaround time. I track time per delivery and perhaps even revenue per employee or in in your case, per driver. So to sum it all up, if you can develop a healthy appetite for data, the more valuable you are able to make your business and the more attractive your business will be. KPIs are the tool large corporations use to increase profitability and they're the same tools that are available to you. Well, before we finish this week, one last thing, and you know what it is. That's a segment we call News of the Day. News of the Day. All right. So we've got our first news article today. This is really the big news of the day. A new Republican-led push to legalize marijuana in the United States was unveiled Monday by United States Rep. Nancy Mace from South Carolina. And this really is raising, I think, the industry hopes that some form of bipartisan marijuana legislation can pass Congress. So the 131-page States Reform Act, which, man, 131 pages and a piece of legislation from Congress is not that bad. Well, okay, never mind. I'm not going to go into it. So the 131-page States Reform Act, which showcased during a Capitol Hill news conference, would remove marijuana from the list of federally controlled substances and would allow state governments to continue leading the way on cannabis reform. The bill would also give each state the option to either continue launching new marijuana markets or to maintain a ban. The next piece of news actually comes from Canada. Uh, Village Farms buys Quebec cannabis producer for $46.7 million Canadian. So Village Farms International bought a majority stake in a Quebec-based licensed cannabis producer and distributor, Rose Life Science, fulfilling the Florida-headquartered company's pledge to gain a foothold in the Canadian in Canada's second biggest marijuana market by population. So Village Farms, which is the parent company of British Columbia cannabis producer Pure Sun Farms, bought 70% ownership of a privately held business for up to 47, $46.7 million Canadian dollars, which is about $37 million U.S., consisting of $19.9 million Canadian in cash and $26.8 million in shares. And I mentioned these acquisitions because they're so important, I think, for the cannabis entrepreneurs because building your business is tough. I get it. 
but also looking forward that if you do want to exit your business someday and you do want to level up and sell that business to a larger corporation, these types of examples tell you that the that the money is out there, the appetite to do deals is out there. And I think as you continue to improve the value of your company, you're going to be the next one in line for a deal like this. And our, let's see, our last bit of news for the day is actually comes from Marijuana Moment. And it's uh, it's about Biden's FDA pick uh, and the fact that he prescribed cannabinoid medicine and recognized marijuana's therapeutic potential. So President Joe Biden announced on Friday that he intends to nominate a new FDA commissioner who has acknowledged the potential medical benefits of marijuana and says he actually prescribed cannabinoid as a doctor. So Robert Califf, who previously served, actually, I didn't know this, a short stint as the, as the FDA head under the Obama administration, hasn't been really vocal about marijuana issues, but at a 2016 federally hosted research summit on cannabis, he recognized the various therapeutical applications for the plant and its components and emphasized that the agency is interested in promoting research and development. And notably, he also said that while the FDA has yet to find that botanical marijuana is, quote, safe and effective for any indication, end quote, that's not to say that there aren't any good uses for it, and additional studies could shed light on that situation. And there you have it. That's all uh, for this week's episode. And just a reminder that if you have specific questions, or if there's a subject that you'd like us to explore on a podcast episode, please drop us a note at www.thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. There's a form there for you to submit questions, or you can do it on social media with the hashtag bizofcush, and I and my guests will give uh, you our thoughts live in future episodes. And with that, we're all done for this week. Hope you'll join us again. And until then, have a great week. You've been listening to The Business of Kush, the podcast for cannabis business owners, investors, and industry insiders. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do by clicking on that subscribe button or follow button. And you can also follow us on social media at at BizOfKush or visit us on the web at www.thegreenleafcpa.com forward slash listen. We'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks again for listening to The Business of Kush.